0: Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya.
1: All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. And Nick, let's dive into some Russell Wilson talk. As always, uh, it seems like there's always a story with, with Russell. Uh, and that I mean, that's the case for every star quarterback, right, uh, across the league. There's always something going on. Um, but, uh, this week with Russell, uh, you know, I know we want to dive into some other stuff, but how about this wristband stuff with Seattle? I mean, I just, I, I roll my eyes, Nick, because it like, it's just so petty that like Pete Carroll back and forth. And for those that don't know, Pete Carroll came out and said that Geno Smith wears a wristband and that, uh, that's helped him how have a lot of success this year. And the offense have a lot of success. Uh, and that there was resistance to it previously, obviously hinting at Russell Wilson, not wanting to wear a wristband, which I thought it was interesting. He wore a wristband, uh, in London against Jacksonville for the first time this season and was also wearing one yesterday in practice, Nick, uh, for the Broncos. But obviously Russell responded uh, and said, well, I won a lot of games, uh, without a wristband in Seattle. But, uh, did you have any thoughts on, on those comments yesterday? I just kind of, was like, this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I'm like you, man. I, I roll my eyes at it. And, uh, you know, Pete Carroll took a sort of jab at Russell without mentioning Russell's name, because he could say, well, I was just talking about Gino, and how great Gino is. But to me, when he, every time he talks about Gino, he slides something in about Russell because it has something to do with what Russell didn't want to do or there was a disagreement between the two guys. And to me, it's, once again, it's low-hanging fruit. And I thought Russell did a great job of answering the question because it was one of those questions, George, that the media would ask to try to get a reaction from Russell. And like I've said before, you have to understand this is Russell. This is who he is. And as always, he took uh, the the high road. He saying, look, I mean, what what are you what are you talking about? I don't don't even know what uh, Pete really said. And then and then he made the comments you said about, hey, you know, didn't really and this is me paraphrasing didn't really think that, you know, wearing a wristband had to do or equate with a a lot of wins, and he's absolutely right. I mean, there are certain quarterbacks who wear wristbands. There are certain quarterbacks who don't wear wristbands. Maybe it's an uncomfortable thing, but the fact that Russ is wearing one now, even even that's going to become somewhat of a bigger story. So to me, it's nothing here, but you know how media works, especially here, here in Denver locally. They're going to try to do anything to poke the bear, and that was one of those poke the bear questions.
1: I mean, his first question he got yesterday was how was Mexico Uh, because he went to Cabo and it's just like, come on, guys, let's um, let's, you know, stick to football here. Uh, I I just it's gotten to a point where I just I don't understand it, Nick. Like we just I I, and I think Russell brings it upon himself a little bit here and there, but it's just like, man, I, I don't understand why people misunderstand this guy.
0: Well, I mean, when you don't really know a guy and you haven't really tried your best to get to know him, then this is where we have this happen. This is not just a situation that happens with Russell, it's with a lot of athletes and with a lot of people. You hear a lot of things that's being said about a person, and you know how it works. It's just like anything that shows up on, on, on the internet, and then it must be true. So the more people talk about something, then that makes it true. So... Russ is one of the more misunderstood uh, players in this game, and I'll say on this team. And once again, there are certain media members here who try to do a great job of knowing the person, telling the story. And there's other members of the media who, hey, man, it's all about clickbait and trying, kind of like hyping themselves up or or the negative train. But with Russell, it's like, you got to get to know Russell and other players before you look to tear him down, especially when you're not talking about football stuff, you're talking about personal stuff.
1: Yeah, and he got pretty personal yesterday. I believe it was his dad's birthday who obviously uh, passed away, I, I want to say, while he was at Wisconsin or, or briefly after. Um, and we have the audio here from Broncos.com, but I, I thought that it was a, um, a pretty emotional – I mean, I guess not emotional, but uh, it was a pretty personable moment from, from Russell at the podium yesterday, and we have the audio right here.
0: I was fortunate to have a dad that was uh, raised me, um, challenged me, Pushed me, taught me, uh, read to me, uh, asked me questions, gave me a vision. My mom, too, as well, both of them. Um, you know, a dad that would work late nights just to make sure that I could have a chance to be here today. Um, you know, a guy who, you know, um, in, his, in his toughest days when, you know, and uh, he had diabetes and his leg amputated. You know, he snuck out of the hospital just to see me play. <laughs> Hopped on a Greyhound and drove all the way to NC State. Uh, UNC football game just to see me play. The only thing I wish, two things, is one, I could see him again, and two, I wish he could have met Sierra, um, and my family, and my kids. But, uh, but he did some amazing things.
1: I, Nick, here's my reaction to that. And I, I think you may have been out there when he talked about that. And I was, I was in the locker room at the time, but my reaction is like, man, how can we, how can we not like a guy like this? Like, I don't understand the hate that this guy gets. I mean, it, it, look. I get it, and we've talked about it. He's—you can say he's corny, he's a goofball. That's whatever. But I think the guy's very genuine, uh, and I think he's very honest with us about a lot of stuff. So I, I don't understand where the uh, the hate and the the malice comes from here.
0: Well, it comes from the fact of you know, here's a guy who's being really open and honest, and maybe at sometimes George may be too truthful and too honest. But once again, this is who he is. And if you look at, listen to the story that he told about his father, that gives you some personal insight on who Russell is. I mean, Russell's relationship with his dad and his dad, you know, passing, that, that had a tremendous uh, impact on him where he is looking at his own kids in an entirely different way, his marriage in a different way, his profession as a quarterback in a different way. And that's why Russell, when he comes to the podium, And no matter if it's a win or a struggle, and the Broncos have seen their fair share of struggles this year, he's always positive and upbeat. And that continues to rub individuals wrong because at the end of that, and you didn't hear it, when Russell left the podium, he said, go Broncos. And he said, you know, let's ride as he was getting down. And there were certain members of the media would go, Hey, what what did he say? Did he, did he really say let's ride again? Right? So, so it, it is this criticism of Russ and Russ is trying to keep things upbeat and and, and keep that, that face, that, that persona. And, And I think members of the media media have manipulated Broncos country because they want to see him crack. They want him to see, they want to see flaws in Russell Wilson. They want to know that he's not a robot. He is human, but he's not a robot. He is just who he is. This is just the person Russell is. And because a lot of people are not used to seeing this, now it's become hypercritical of, of Russell. But once again, he just expressed it. He is very emotional. He didn't break down, but you can tell in the tone or whatever. He was really emotional about the situation. But to me, let Russ be Russ and this, this over, you know, this hyperbolic type of uh, uh, these narratives or whatever, it is it for me, it just seems as though there's an agenda and it's not about football, it's just about trying to bring this guy down from a personal standpoint.
1: Yeah, and well, the good thing is the media's opinion does not matter, right? Uh, all that matters is his teammates and his coaches' opinions, which I, that's what I wanted to ask you, Nick. If you were a teammate of Russell Wilson, and also I know you you've been in the locker room, you've talked to guys, you talk to guys maybe more than anybody, uh, and you actually have like personal conversations with them, uh, probably more than anybody else in the media, the local media here. What do you think they're What do you think they think of Russell? Uh, off the field and and in the and in the locker room and those sorts of things, because I feel like there's this notion that people are like, "How could anybody, you know, want to be teammates with Russell? like or what do they think about him as you know, being this robot in the locker room or whatever? And I think people don't realize uh, that I think a lot of guys actually really like Russell. I think we saw the kJ Hamler thing. You mentioned that I think on the last podcast after the game, him hugging him after the game. I'm sure that they think he's. Uh, a little corny too but i think that they also like the guy don't you
0: yeah i believe they like him they understand that russell is a little different because he, he always tries to be a positive person me personally i'm a positive person and i get criticized because the idea is that well you can't be that positive all the time and i'm like well, why can't i not i'm trying to find a silver lining in a lot of uh, tragic or chaotic situations and it seemed like Russ is that type of person and he, he seems like he's hes not real or he's not genuine because the idea is that you can not be that freaking happy all the time and George I'll tell you a personal story you know when I married my wife when we, when we started dating that was my mentality I mean I had seen so much chaotic stuff in my life I didn't think that this person could ever be this happy and I was like wait a minute is she on something because uh, no one's ever this happy but that was just a way that she was, and it definitely has rubbed off on me over the years, but this is how Russ is. And I know we all go through tragic situations. Life can be tough. The game can be tough. I mean, Russ is taking it on a chair locally and nationally, but he constantly goes up to the podium, and he just cracks this smile, and he tries to be as jovial as as he, uh, he can, and it comes off as being disingenuous and, oh, this guy is corny. I had someone tell me yesterday that you know, well, Russ can't be a leader if he's not connecting with his teammates because he he may be this way. And I'm like, how can you describe a leader like that? Because I said I played with Champ Bailey and Champ rarely talked, but guess what? He led by example. So I'm sure there are players who look at Russ, they look at his challenges, they look at his marital situation, and you may you may envy that. And and personally, you know, tell you a little about me. I mean When I was playing for the Broncos, I was trying to think, okay, well, trying to navigate this dating scene and I wanted to settle down, but I just didn't know. And I couldn't find the right person to do it. One day in training camp, I saw John Lynch on the field with his son. They were running gases. I sat there, George, for 10 minutes. It's kind of like, it seemed like it was stalkerish, but I sat there for 10 minutes and I watched this unfold and I sat back and I said, man, I want that. So John became a model for me, not just on the field, but just from a family standpoint, and I say, I want that dynamic. And I went out and tried to acquire that. So there may be some guys who may have a little malice towards Russell because we live in a society where the, the envious tendencies, right? But I'm sure there's a great number of guys who look at Russ and say, you know what? I want that. He got paid a lot of money. He married a beautiful woman. He has a great, solid family. And I mean, he's deep rooted in his faith. I want that. So I just feel as though there's some in the media who may be a little envious of what Russell has and it just makes it or makes him an easy target because the team isn't playing well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this, like you, I mean, you just finished by saying it, but a lot of this would go away if they're five and three, I feel like, like, I think people are just nitpicking at the guy, right? Like it's because they're losing and so like, well, it's because he went to Cabo or it's because... He's doing TikToks with his wife or uh, he's got the subway commercial uh, that by the way is hilarious, but also a terrible commercial. Um, (laughs) I I hope Russell hears that. But, uh, uh, but you know, I think that that's what it like if this team was undefeated, none of this would matter. Like we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it, but we are because they're not playing well and Russell's not playing well, but I, I just, I'm just over it, Nick, as a media member. Like, I'm just like, Let's talk about him playing football uh, and not worry about all the other BS that's going on outside of football. Because to me, I would I would think that's what Russell wants to focus on. uh, And I think that that's what we as the media need to focus on, because it's not our jobs to dive into this guy's personal life and question his, you know, his faith or his, you know, his motives or if he's like, you know, this super genuine guy like that's not at least that's not what I think my job is. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of over it all. And I'm over all that. I think part of the problem too, Nick is Seahawks fans are relentless. And so are some of the, the form for some of his former teammates. I mean, Richard Sherman uh, being the King of it, right. He seems to be ripping Russ every single week. Pete Carroll's coming out and taking jabs all the time. Like, I just it's interesting for a franchise like the Seahawks that won a Super Bowl. He's the greatest quarterback in franchise history and they just turn on the guy. And all of a sudden that's just creating these other narratives that I think are just petty and and really just ridiculous every single week.
0: Well, George, that should tell, you know, a lot of players and I try to tell them, you know, it's like Jay-Z said, first they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. And that is something that players should understand that team, that fan base, some of them, and, and that includes those in the media, they're going to love you while you're there. The moment you leave, then they're going to say all these other things about you. Just, just think about it. It's like a lover's scorn, right? I mean, when you were together, I mean, it was the best thing since sliced bread. Now you're not together. Now you're the scum of the earth. That's the type of situation that's happening with, with uh, Russell Wilson. And if you were a member of that Seahawks team as a coach or as a player, and you didn't really say these things in the media, why do you feel free to say these things now? I'm like, look, if you have beef with me, come to me, talk to me, tell me about it. Don't don't get into the media. Don't wait till I leave. and now start to say all these things. So, but we know how this works, right? This is something that typically happens in NFL. Not with every coach, but with some in this case. And if you're Pete Carroll and you see out the Seahawks, you know what? Geno's playing well. You have a good record. Just just worry about that. Talk about that. There's no need to kind of kick someone when they're down. But once again, you and I are in the media, and whether we like it or not, these are some of the things that become you know, narratives, that they become front page stories mm-hmm. and things that you can run with your whole show for three or four hours talking about. So that's kind of what happens with Russell. But I wish things were different here, but apparently they're not.
1: Yep, and I, I I tweeted this out yesterday. I, I I questioned my entire existence as a journalist yesterday as I was typing uh, my story about Russell Russell Wilson and wearing a wristband. So that's what we've reached here uh, in Denver is is just ridiculousness. But uh, Nick, I think that's enough Russell Wilson talk. At least uh, off the field, Russell Wilson talk for one week. Uh, let's take a break and let's dive into some more. Uh, Broncos Titans talk and some of the challenges the Broncos are gonna face this Sunday